0: Inflation continues to soar, Disney delivers mixed results, we cover the biggest analyst calls of the day, and U.S. oil output slips. This is the Running With the Money briefing, let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal, it's a zero-sum game, somebody wins, somebody loses. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal on Congo. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound on the Table. I'm your host Luke Donay and my oh my... Another red day on Wall Street with the Dow Jones moving down 326 points, NASDAQ down 373 points, and the S&P 500 down 65 points after actually most of the market was moving to the upside earlier this morning. But shifting in sector by sector, group by group, what in the world are we seeing here? Well, technology led the way to the downside Literally all day. But rounding out the day, consumer Sisicles the number one worst performing sector, down 3.81%. Technology right behind that, down 3.64% on the day. Meanwhile, energy, utilities, and basic materials all in the green. Now, shifting into the top headlines, of course, we have to cover this CPI reading, this consumer price index reading. U.S. inflation, what in the world is it doing? Well... The consumer price index actually accelerated 8.3% in April. That is more than the 8.1% estimate out of analysts. And not only that, but what else did we see? It is the highest level in more than 40 years, but it still represents a slight ease from that peak we saw in March. But it's still very close to that highest level since the summer of 1982. So still pretty much darn near record inflation numbers coming out of the U.S. economy. Now, not only that, but we digged into core CPI here. And what do we see? Well, first, you're probably wondering what in the world is the difference between headline CPI and core CPI? The only difference, core CPI excludes food and energy. Well, core CPI still higher, rising 6.2%. And that. Beat out the expectation of 6%. So inflation still higher than expected here. Now, CPI headline number month over month, that increase was... 0.3% above the 0.2% expectation core CPI month over month coming in up 0.6% above the 0.4% estimate. So many were expecting this number, these metrics on inflation to come in a bit lower than expected. And well, they most definitely didn't. In fact, they came in higher than expected, in some cases, much higher. Now, shifting into wages, real wages, when adjusted for inflation, actually declined 0.1% on the month also, and that is all despite an increase of 0.3% in average hourly earnings. Now, not only that, but throughout the past year, real earnings have dropped by a whopping 2.6%, and that is all despite average hourly earnings increasing 5.5%. So we continue to see inflation grip, the market and the economy this year and over the past few years. Really, since the pandemic, inflation has been an issue. It continues to be an issue, and investors are not liking this. Now, shifting into Disney, missing expectations when it comes to EPS and revenue, but delivering some pretty darn solid subscriber numbers, and that's why you saw that initial move to the upside after hours on this report. Now, digging in, Disney reporting a Q2 EPS of $1.08 that was below the $1.20 expectation. They delivered quarterly revenue for Q2 of $19.25 billion compared to the $20.3 billion that was expected overall. Parks revenue actually came in up to $6.7 billion compared to $6.12 billion that was estimated. And then finally, the media and entertainment distribution revenue was up 9% year over year. Now, digging into the subscriber numbers, Disney Plus paid subscribers coming in at 137.7 million subs, which was up 7.9 million subscribers compared to the estimate of 4 to 5 million. So, beating when it comes to Disney Plus subs. ESPN. Paid subscribers coming in at 22.3 million. In total, Hulu subscribers coming in at 45.6 million. Both of those metrics also up year over year sizably. Now, we did get commentary out of Disney CEO Bob Chipick. He goes on to say in a statement that was released today after the bell, along with earnings, quote, our strong results in the second quarter, including fantastic performance at our domestic parks and continued growth of our streaming services, with 7.9 million Disney Plus subscribers added in the quarter and total subscriptions across all our DTC offerings exceeding $205 million, once again proved that we are in a league of our own. And that was once again CEO Bob Chapek. Now, moving away from Disney earnings and shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had JP Morgan initiating a firm as neutral today. The, the firm went on to say, quote, near term, we believe a firm is poised to continue hyper volume growth. ...fueled by partnerships with Shopify and Amazon. But our bullishness is tempered by the threat of increased competition pricing pressure and concerns about their go-to market strategy jp morgan initiating a firm as neutral we also had daiwa downgrading unity to hold from by today the firm went on to say quote we are still a believer in unity's long-term potential we are just taking a more cautious approach near to medium term so in essence daiwa simply saying here look we're downgrading the name we're not as confident in it but we like the long-term potential we also had moppet Nathan today Upgrading electronic arts to buy from hold. The firm went on to say, quote, as long duration growth stories lose favor, it's natural for investors to look to more stable places to hide. In many ways, video game stocks have already gone through most of the process. So Moffat Nathanson saying, look, it's a solid time to pick up some electronic arts. We also had Bank of America reiterating Coinbase as a buy today. The firm went on to say, quote, we continue to think Coinbase remains well-positioned to roll out new products that will generate top-line growth and diversify revenues. Meanwhile, while Bank of America was reiterating Coinbase as a buy, we had Goldman Sachs downgrading the name to neutral from buy the day. Goldman Sachs going on to say, quote, we believe Coinbase is unlikely to return to recent levels of profitability in the near term, absent of a significant increase in crypto prices or volatility. So Goldman Sachs not liking Coinbase after their most recent earnings numbers that We did go through on the previous episode, but Bank of America reiterating the name, as a buy, we also had Wells Fargo reiterating Home Depot and Lowe's as overweight today. The firm goes on to say, "Quote that said, we think the full year 2022 outlook should remain intact as vendor reads and checks are favorable, project demand elevated, and inflation pass through strong. So while it's prudent to lower the bar into a squishy Q1, we see reasons for relief with Home Depot and Lowe's shares down 30% and 26% year to date, easing compares." from here and a market clamoring for safety and quality. So Wells Fargo, liking the fact that Home Depot and Lowe's can be seen as safety and quality names in a market that is moving to the downside. Wells Fargo reiterating Home Depot and Lowe's as overweight. And then finally, we had two more calls. Evercore ISI reiterating Nike has outperformed the day the firm goes on to say, quote, we have become extremely bullish on the global demand outlook for sneakers over the last two years, given the convergence of unique cyclical and structural circumstances post-COVID-19. Evercore ISI Reiterating Nike as outperform, and then finally Bank of America reiterating Netflix as underperform yes that's right you heard it correctly bank of america not liking netflix the firm goes on to say quote we lower 2023 and 2024 estimates on expected saturation and slowing subscriber growth we lower our price target the 240 dollars from 300 driven by negative sentiment on the category in the continued pressure driven by reopening bank of america reiterating netflix as underperform and then shifting into our final headline of the day u.s oil output slipping in fact weekly u.s crude oil production declining for the first time in three months and this is not a good time for our production in the united states to be declining domestic crude output last week falling by one hundred thousand barrels to 11.8 million barrels day. And that is after holding quite steady for the previous three weeks. Now, according to Bloomberg, the decline is stemming from a small drop in Alaskan volumes. And not only that, but output from the rest of the United States, including prolific Permian Sale Basin held quite steady, according to Bloomberg. And if we continue on and we look at the short-term energy outlook report this week that was released by the EIA, the EIA lowered their production forecast through 2023. And according to Bloomberg, drillers have indeed said that they are experiencing spiraling prices on everything from rigs to workers and also the diesel fuel and fracks and Etc. So, Bloomberg bringing us the news here when it comes to U.S. oil output slipping and the output outlook, the short term energy outlook is actually being lowered through 2023 as well. So, this is going to be something to pay attention to, especially in relation to the energy crisis. But that is the show for the day. I thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running with the Money briefing. But until the next one, go get my fellow team members and my boys over at on the Table to listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. And Apple Podcast. Also, please go and give me and my team a follow on social media at Running with the Money on Instagram and Facebook, or at Luke Donay on Twitter. Until the next one, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.